bathers, and welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere. I'm Sam Bradley. And each episode of this podcast, we bring in dispatches on a theme. I don't know what Sam's brought, he doesn't know what I've brought, and we share them with each other. It's a podcast about ideas. These ideas, these audio dispatches, can be anything. A song, an interview, a borderline unlistenable sound art piece. All manner of shit is welcome in the bathroom. And this episode's theme today is... Meat. 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 So this episode is about meat. Uh, what is your relationship to meat? What do, how do you interpret meat, Sam? And who are you? <laughs> Tell, answer that question for me now. Uh, hello, I'm Sam Bradley. And uh, it's currently January. So this month, uh, I have been persuaded by my darling girlfriend into taking part in Veganuary. So, usually, I eat meat. But this month, I'm a vegan. For one month only. For one month only. So I interpreted this meat-based podcast by uh, entirely talking about not meat. <laughs> I think that's a legitimate way of approaching meat. Yeah, as in the absence of... The absence of The meat. complete absence of. Which I guess is quite... Yeah, it's, it's sort of, uh, what's the word? Trendy? No. <laughs> Fashionable? No, it's like... Oh, it's just so hip to not eat meat. Yeah, but it's like countercultural in a way, but maybe not... Not anymore. Not so much not anymore. All. Not as much as it used not to be. Not at all. Maybe in certain places it is, but not not here. Uh, uh maybe vegan, maybe veganism Vegans is... taking a little bit too far. Uh, vegan is hard. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Delamere. I am a meat... Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you. Uh, I'm a meat... Uh, I do eat meat. I'm not. A, I'm not a big meater, but I will say I am made of meat. Yep, I can uh, verify that. So in that way, I feel like I feel in some way akin to meat <laughs> because I am it. Yeah. Do you ever look at people and think like what just... they taste like? <laughs> not, not exactly, but like sort of. You are just meat, aren't you? Yeah. I see that. There's a there's a butcher near, near us where they. They hang the meat in the mm. in the window, and they ha- they always have a pig's head just for like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, just to scare off the vegans. Uh, but I always look at that and I'm like, <laughs> "This is what you're getting into, guys." Uh, here's a massive dead pig. Yeah, it's pretty much a dead pig. Uh, does it look delicious? I don't know. Not really. But, yeah. They don't really do. But go on, sorry. But yeah, and then you're just like, oh, that's like a creature. And then look at the people walking around and be like, that was a person's head. Total different story, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know. Why? If the butcher put a person's head up in the <laughs> in the window. Crazy story. It's, yeah. A bit more that gruesome. would make the local papers. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think about this with the dog, with our dog. Not that I would eat our dog. She's not. She's not really beefy enough to eat. It's not not really worth it. But I, sometimes I'm stroking the dog and I'm like, "Oh, you're just like another creature that I've let into my house, and you're made of meat." I don't know. For some reason, she's a lot more like. I think because her, her legs are a bit like rabbit legs, and I've eaten rabbit legs, and you're like, it's more relatable. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying, you as a sentient piece of meat. Are able to discern the difference between meat you want to eat, yeah, and meat you probably shouldn't, but you'd like to. <laughs> it's not no, I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't like to. It's just like curious. It's like oh, that's just meat. It's just got skin and fur on it. And it's the same with people. You're like oh, you're just meat bags, but you've just got skin and fur as well. But we did consider who we would eat the other week. 
we got snowed in. We went to a, a wedding. <laughs> Again. Again. And we got snowed in. And uh, we lost all the power. And we were miles away, literally two miles away from the nearest town. So we had a very frank discussion of who to eat first. You see, now... Usually, what's, I... wor- what's worrying about that, Sam? Is I was there. <laughs> but I don't remember this conversation happening. <laughs> so I'm very worried that I was uh, top of the menu. <laughs> you well, what dispatches have you got this time, Chris? I did a short audio diary about a diet that I did. And uh, then I did a exploration into the way meat is advertised. Uh, how about you, Sam? Well, I've done a, a audio piece. Uh, <laughs> Question mark? Uh, yep. This is uh, going in the... Actually, I don't think... I think it's more listenable than our regular borderline unlistable sound art pieces. But uh, there you go. And uh, we have uh, an activity to take part in later. Hell yeah. So uh, I w- we haven't decided who's going to start. Who should start? You can start. I can, I'm happy to start. Do you want me well, to go start? Go ahead. All oh, right, I'll start. You starting? <laughs> no, I'm starting. Okay. <laughs> you starting? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I'm going to start with the, the meat advert commentary. Okay. Uh, so I was intrigued by a particular advert that I saw advertising uh, meat on a television, uh, which you probably uh, have come across in the past. Yeah. But you probably don't use it anymore at all. I was trying to think, because the only time I ever see TV adverts is literally at Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember seeing a Christmas meat advert. Actually, unless it was for like Iceland or something. Okay, so I saw this advert, and I was like, that is a really weird way of selling meat. (laughs) And I thought, there must be more of these like weird cons i mean selling things is odd anyway because you have to come up with original ideas uh so anyway i took to youtube um and i sought out some adverts from from now and from like maybe 20 years ago or something like that and i just uh tried to deconstruct them and work out what what the hell was going on uh with these adverts what was going on between us and meat and this weird pact that we have so this is meat advert commentary meat adverts i was intrigued by an advert i saw on telly where a man in a chicken costume chastises a woman and her family for eating pork when this chicken had been promised that they would eat chicken oh well well what do we have here then angela hmm? we've been through this it's nice to have a change sometimes a change oh. I thought we had a healthy relationship. Pork medallions are healthy, and they're quick and easy. This is such a weird concept. Is this really a chicken asking to be eaten? Asking to be plucked and stripped and butchered and cooked? Is this some bizarre suicidal lobbying? Is this chicken depressed? Or perhaps this advert's chicken man hybrid puppetry, this man performing inside of the meat that we eat, is simply part of an ancient ritual in the death pact between man and meat. All meat is us, all meat will die. We are death, we eat death. We are future death meat, and we will eat death meat until we are death meat ourselves. 
and as long as we partake in the humiliating chicken man death meat ritual, the circle of meat and death will continue. Scotch beef is born and raised in Scotland. Helping me to double down on this theory that death meat and living meat are one and the same is this advert from Scotch Beef. All the Scottish people are at a Cayley, and there's this one particularly good-looking tall guy in a kilt, dancing away, and everyone wants to dance with this guy. Meanwhile, a very dense-looking cottage pie is being served across the way. The dancer man looks longingly at the pie, one beefy dish eyeing another, as it were. But just as he is about to get some pie, he's pulled away for another dance because he too is an in-demand piece of meat. Tasty. And very much in demand. Scotch beef. Meat wants meat, but meat is wanted by other meat. So the dance of death and desire continues. Uh, That is the alternative tagline for that advert. Sam Neill. Yeah, that actor guy. He was in a film about dinosaurs. Let's get him doing an advert for red meat. That'll, that'll be good. Our ancestors started eating red meat over two million years ago. I think Jurassic Park did have quite a lot of sections of, of uh, like, entire live goats being eaten. So I can see why advertising executives really went for him as their choice to promote uh, meat eating. Red meat. We were meant to eat it. A really misadvised five-second dance sequence bit at the end of that advert there, uh, because eating flesh, for some reason, makes you want to jig about. The tagline there, red meat, we were meant to eat it, feels like a real uh, fuck you to vegetarians. (laughs) And maybe, I don't know when this uh, advert came out, but maybe it was maybe about 20 years ago, and it does feel like a fuck you to maybe the first wave of vegetarianism becoming actually a bit more mainstream. I don't think you could put that advert on telly anymore. We were meant to eat it. Well, maybe that's the point. We were meant to eat it, but now, something else entirely. A strange advert you would not see on telly today, I don't think. Okay, so this last featured advert in this critical analysis of meat adverts since the 1990s uh, features an Australian advert for lamb. This advert finds various gods and spiritual figureheads sat at a long table eating a meal together. There's a few jokes in there, uh, including this exchange between Zeus and Jesus. Jesus, where's your dad? He's everywhere. Just joking, he's working. Of course it has all the uh, subtlety and sensitivity we've come to expect from Australian media. Uh, I'm joking, of course, it was it, they just did whatever the hell they wanted. Uh, some Hindu groups got very upset that Ganesh was featured in the advert because Ganesh uh, was a vegetarian. God, I love this lamb. Well, that's a relief. It's a nightmare catering for you lot with all your dietary requirements. But the big uh, sort of emphasis in this <laughs> in this advert is that, uh, oh great, we can eat lamb because that's the only one that's not forbidden. That seems to be the big tagline, lamb, because other meats are not allowed. What should we toast to? What about just lamb, the meat we can all eat? We really should get together more often. It would make the galaxy a better place. So, as you can see from all those different 
adverts. The landscape of meat marketing is a fucked up place. Really fucked up uh, bits of symbolism about meat and death and desire. And then religion gets all messed up in there as well. I'm interested to find out what the meat advert of the future is going to be like. Because we're seeing a trend now, more and more, where people are saying, Oh, we were very kind to the meat. We were very caring and kind to the meat. It was free range before we killed it. And I'm wondering if that is maybe the last stop on the meat advert train. Because after that, you just don't, maybe just don't eat meat. And then there's just no need for meat adverts. We'll see, though. We'll see. What was the first advert? Can you describe it to me? I still don't understand. The first advert was uh, a lady goes, mm, pork medallions. That's that's what we'll have for tea She's a, la- a lady, a human lady. A human lady, yes. Okay. Oh, God. Dressed as a human lady. She's she No, she is a human lady. Okay. So there's a, a lady, and the b- beginning of the advert is, yeah, pork medallions. That's what we'll have tonight. And she... Uh, opens it up, cooks it, whatever. And then they all sit down for tea, the whole family. All humans. All of the characters, bar one, are human. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's the bar let's, one. Let, let, let's get that sorted. So they're okay. not a family of chickens. So the okay. family sits down. No, they're not a family of chickens. Oh my God. <laughs> it's weird. You strip away the visual and the audio really doesn't do no. half of the story. I, I guess I was hoping I was banking on maybe you haven't seen that one because that's no. the only contemporary one. Okay, so the, the family sit down for their meal of pork medallions. Okay. And then in in creeps, uh, I cut that bit out, but there was a, a creaky door bit. And then, well, 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 Deborah, or whatever he says. And it's a man in a chicken costume. Is it? Is he clearly a man in a chicken costume? Yes. He's not like a sort of he's like he's a not realistic... like a cg chicken right it is a man in a chicken costume with a sort of balaclava shaped hole uh for his human face okay and then he is remonstrating with the lady and oh, and like her he's family such a fan of chicken that he goes around dressed as a chicken to say like no he is chicken he's talk. he is chicken he's like oh, we had a deal that kind of thing what that's why I'm saying it's such a fucked up idea. He's not just a chicken mascot. He is chicken, a metaphor for chicken. Chicken incarnate. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's such a fucked up thing. What, what uh, for The very basis of it is that it's trading on the idea that people have a meal that they have on particular days of the week. Okay. So they'll have Tuesday, they'll have pork. Uh, Wednesday, they'll have uh, lamb shank. Yeah. For example. <laughs> I don't know anyone who does that. But apparently, that's a thing. For mums, I guess. Mums, oh God, dads, if they do the cooking. Jesus Christ. The, the <laughs> In this particular instance, mum has cooked... Some pork medallions. Some pork medallions. And Which I will say, I don't think I've heard referred to in the whole thing, like, oh, what we have in tonight, mum? Pork medallions. Yeah. You wouldn't... You would see or that on medallions. A, on like a gastropub menu. Pork medallions. I but. guess so. But mum isn't a gastropub restaurateur. <laughs> you don't know that. She, she could might, be. She, she could be whatever she wants. But why, why can't... If, she, the kitchen if, if that's her job, <laughs> why can't the dad muck in at home? She doesn't want to be doing that. So busman's, a busman's is the, is the chicken dad? No, there is a dad. <laughs> there is a... a oh. No, there's also a dad. There's also a dad. A soundless, <laughs> wordless dad. 
But if you saw it on telly, there would be a dad sat there I looking just... quizzically at this chicken man. <laughs> Why is the chicken man in the house? So it's Tuesday night. <laughs> Mum says it's pork medallions night. So on her way back, she's done the lunch. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't see, we don't see her at the office at the gastro pub that she works night and day for these kids. We don't see the journey home. Oh, it's just, a, it's just... a day off. She works weekends. So it's Tuesday. She's got Monday and Tuesday off. Because <laughs> she has to work Sunday. We just see the, ki- the kitchen sideboard <laughs> right. is where the actual advert starts. She opens up the pork medallion packaging. Yeah. She gets it. She, I think she puts breadcrumbs on it. There's like a whole performance. And the family sit down for their meal. Who is the family? There's mum. Serving, yeah. Gastro mum. Wordless dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also sort of British child, right? Who uh, at one juncture in the advert, this is a thirty-second advert, Sam. <laughs> at one juncture in this advert, does uh, sort of give a bit of back chat to the uh, chicken man. <laughs> so they sit down for their meal of pork medallions, and then a chicken man comes in. <laughs> right? Are you following so far? Yeah. Chicken man comes in. He says, "Well, well, well. I thought we had." A deal? No, I thought we had a special relationship. Which That's... is which is to say, I thought tonight was the night that you're going to have chicken. Is he explicit in that? Or is that the impl- implied? I think that's implied. Yeah. But he is chicken. He is a chicken. And he's saying, oh, I thought you were going to eat chicken tonight. Yeah. So does he want to die? Is, <laughs> is the whole point I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Does he want to die or... If we look past the actual, uh, within the frame, the mise-en-scene, if we think about sort of the actor within that chicken costume, are we are we part of some ancient ritual where we have to dance in the skin of the people that we eat, people being chicken in this instance? But he wasn't invited to dinner. Or was he invited to He dinner? wasn't invited. Of course he wasn't does invited it, to who, dinner. Who sits down, does he sit down to eat with them in the end? How does it end? No, he just sort of like, he, he sort of sidles up on the table. And then, uh, well, it ends with a sort of like a, a feather flourish. And he gets out, he leaves them to it. I'm going. What is this advert for? It's for pork. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you, were you at any point under the impression that this was an advert for chicken? No, I thought it was like for an actual like a store or it's just for pork. Now, this is one thing I will say, Sam. Most of these adverts are actually adverts for the concept of meat. <laughs> They're not for a specific brand of meat. Like Danish no, bacon. It's like UK... Danish bacon, Danish bacon. You're yeah, it's UK pork. It's UK farmed pork. Okay. Or the Australian ad- ad- lamb advert was just, just Australian, Australian lamb. lamb. The only one that was branded was Scotch beef. Yeah. Which I think was I a mean, brand. I mean, that's what I was more... Exp- yeah. <sighs> are we there then? Do you know what... I, do, you, uh, do you understand it? I feel like I've read some like, oh, or you've man. described some like surrealist book to me. That's or what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why I was exploring it. You understand advert one. Do you understand any of the other adverts? The others were, yeah, the others were, I did like the Scotch meat one because that was like, he's a, the man's like a piece of beef. He's a piece of meat. He's a hot piece of beef. We're all just a piece of meat. And she's like, whoa, that piece of meat. And also that piece of meat. I can, I can, yeah, read, yeah. that one makes perfect That sense. read very well. <laughs> The other one uh, seemed so very nearly racist, if not overtly racist. Which or one? Or like the the one with all the gods and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it wasn't... It was very Australian. 
Uh, yeah. In its bluntness. All of those adverts will probably be available <laughs> on YouTube. On YouTube, <laughs> where I found them. Tell you what, lads uh, and lasses, uh, if YouTube. You, if you want to, if you want to kill some time, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but more specifically, YouTube, as I did a couple of nights ago, meat adverts. <laughs> uh, there was plenty that didn't make the cut, so you can go up there and enjoy some that I didn't find. Yours were only the prime cuts. Chris. Yes. I am currently a vegan. Now Congratulations. This, this uh means that I've not been eating meat or consuming any animal products, but that's not strictly how we've been doing it since we started. So we started on January first, and uh I was informed of this on January the thirtieth, uh by my partner. So wow, I didn't, didn't really didn't... have much time to prepare. No, not long at all. So we had some leftover cheese and some milk. And it seems wasteful to just throw those things away. Oh, it does, does it? Does it? Mm. <laughs> so the first few days of Veganuary, as it's so-called, uh, we did have some cheese and some milk. But we haven't bought any vegan products, except I needed some cough sweets. And uh, they were honey and something cough sweets. Honey. Mm. It wasn't until I put one in my mouth mm. I was like... Oh yeah, honey's mm. not vegan. <laughs> mm. Honey, mm. yeah. And uh, I ordered a breakfast. We were away for the weekend, and I ordered a breakfast. I got waffles. Didn't realize that there was a uh, bacon coming on these waffles until it arrived in front of me. And Sally claims that I did realize this and ordered them specifically. But then once the bacon's there, I may as well eat it. Be, oh, so you did eat wasteful. it. You ate it. It would be more wasteful to throw it away. What you're trying to say is you're not done it that well. Yeah, I'm not a particularly good vegan, but I've barely had any milk, if any. I think we finished some milk at the start of the month, and then I've been trying all sorts of other milks. I guess milk is a very easy one to just end up having all of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and cheese. Once we got rid of the cheese, we haven't had cheese since. You've done uh, veganuary, but you've had some bacon, some honey, <laughs> some cheese, and some milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've done really well. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to express <laughs> is this dispatch is the most disingenuous dispatch I have done yet. Wow. So I have been a vegan for what, all of 20 days so far, and uh, not even a very good vegan at that. Yet, I have created this dispatch after being inspired from my many readings on the World Wide Web. I don't know if you've ever read anything about veganism, Chris. I have a little bit. There yeah. is tons of to it. There's yeah, so yeah, much yeah, stuff yeah. online. And it's all very uh, sort of... It's quite aggressive. A lot of it mm -hmm. is very aggressive. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of violent talk. And um, yeah, very annoying Americans getting upset about stuff. I assume as well, within that, there is uh, a lot of positive things to take away from it the there is i mean the problem is that vegans are right right yeah of course so this is this is the, this is the entire problem with veganism as like a movement in my opinion is that they're right and and boy do they know it and boy do they know it <laughs> i have uh basically created something that is uh in line with this and as i say very disingenuous but here it is anyway and this is called uh as a vegan. As a vegan, you must not eat meat. 
As a vegan, you must not consume animal products of any kind. As a vegan, you must not wear leather trousers, woolen socks, or snakeskin boots. As a vegan, you must not eat eggs. As a vegan, you must not drink milk. As a vegan, you must not eat cheese, butter, honey, or suet pudding. As a vegan, you must tell people you are a vegan. As a vegan, you must inform your vegetarian friends that calves must be killed in order for milk to be produced. Being a vegan is the beginning and the end of being a vegetarian, you must say, as a vegan. As a vegan, you must speak out. As a vegan, you must protest. As a vegan, you must have a manifesto, join the counterculture, show pictures of sad-looking animals and argue with people on the internet about being a vegan. As a vegan, you must eat vegan ice cream. As a non-vegan, you must eat vegan ice cream. Everyone should just eat vegan ice cream, it's bloody amazing. But do not eat vegan cheese. All vegan cheese is dreadful. As a vegan, you must take an unpopular stance. Here is mine. As a vegan, we must ban the breeding of cats. Cats are creatures built for murder and responsible for the extinction of at least 87 species of birds, 45 species of mammal and 10 species of reptiles. Also, I am allergic to cats, but as a vegan, that is an irrelevant point. As a vegan, you will become a better cook. As a vegan, you will eat better food. As a vegan, you will never feel bad for what you eat. As a vegan, you will relish in every opportunity to say, well, as a vegan. What an eye opener. <laughs> I guess that is always the really frustrating thing about uh, vegan stuff. Because I remember I, I fell into a little bit of a hole a while back on YouTube and watched some very persuasive videos about how compulsory worldwide vegan diets is basically the only way we could ever have a chance of saving the world that we're killing (laughs) (laughs) i was like i could be persuaded by that line of argument the problem with being a vegan as a vegan as a vegan speaking as a vegan vegan, Mm. if you say you're a vegan people will ask you why and there's various reasons why you can be a vegan yeah one of them is the environmental argument now interesting thing about the environmental argument is it sort of works but sort of not really oh really the important takeaway about the environmental argument is you should never eat beef ever oh, beef is by far by far the worst thing for the environment like more than pork chicken is pretty low down there if you buy local as long as it's not traveling really far the mm. same with fish as long as the tri- fish isn't coming from miles away if it's local it's really it's not great but it's not that bad from a env- purely from an environmental yeah. point of view, yeah, uh, regardless of the moral the moral quandary that might be, yeah, yeah, and also uh, from that perspective as well, cow milk and soy milk are virtually the same impact on the environment. Is Interesting that so? thing. Is that classic so? bit of Sam became a vegan and read an actual science <laughs> paper about it. <laughs> what I think is really crazy is like the. All the stuff that seems to have to come with it. So that bit about breeding the cats and stuff. Well, so then there's a bunch of logical ex- extensions from it. If we're not using animal products, there's a, there should there should be a debate over whether you should be able to keep pets. 
a lot of vegans will have pets because oh, I love animals, blah, 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 mm. blah. So you have a pet cat and a pet dog or whatever. But if you've got a, a dog, is like, I don't know. I'm a bit on the fence about a dog. But as a vegan or as a as just you? As a vegan, I don't know. So you shouldn't create more dogs in order to just give to humans so they can just enjoy having a dog. But if there is already a dog, you may as well take it in. So rescuing animals is okay. Right, okay. But the thing with cats is that cats are terrible invasive species. This is just a known thing now, that cats are just like really, really bad for the environment and bad for local wildlife. And yet vegans especially seem to really like having cats okay the thing about that is like so so they don't want they want to campaign against the breeding of any more cats no i don't think anybody's doing that but i think oh you, oh that so is, you didn't no, pick that a, from anything no this is a logical oh, okay. personal opinion oh, 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 oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> Um, that apologies was not for you, Sam. That was to <laughs> all the other vegans that I assumed were under your church. <laughs> not yet. I guess it was a good uh, false veganry because <laughs> I fell for it. Yeah. I'm sure some people are saying that. Yeah. The thing I get, I get the impression as well, is that there's an awful lot of infighting within the oh. community. Oh, Chris. Oh, you. Oh. Oh, goodness, Chris. Yes. Like right. where the line no, is drawn. Let, or... let, me, no, let me tell you a story. Tell me a tale. <laughs> so in uh, the summer of last year, we were in uh, Bristol and uh, there was a festival going on called VegFest, which was a vegan and vegetarian, like small festival thing. And it was right yeah. by the harbour. And it was it was like five pounds to go in and they had stalls and they had uh some bands on and we, it was a really nice day so we had a great time at veg fest mm-hmm. eating the you know food trucks and stuff like that it was good the most interesting part of it was that they had some tents where they were doing talks there's two parts to this the first part is that the tents were arranged there was like three of them and they were whether you were like uh they were it was like level like beginner mid to intermediate advanced like level veganism so the first right. one was like, oh, getting into veganism or like vegetarian cooking made easy and stuff like that. And then the advanced one was like, look, here's how we take them down. <laughs> like really like. And they, yeah, but they also yeah. had all these words like uh, it was like a it was almost like an academic analysis wow. of veganism. But a consistent thing that I saw throughout these talks was like, oh, I really want to be part of like a vegan or vegetarianism group or whatever, a campaign. But I was part of whatever group on Facebook and it turned really nasty and the people were like, oh yeah, we should move away from all this like racist talk and all this like ableist talk and all stuff like this. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, because you think of all these people as like really nice, like, I don't know, a bunch of lefty hippies that are very like chill. But actually, if you're deep in veganism, they're all like campaigners and like uh, rabble rousers and conspiracy theorists yeah sure sure you're so counterculture at that point and so you become once you're sort of in a bit of a fringe group in one way i think if you're the person who likes to join fringe groups you'll join various other fringe groups Mm -hmm. as well so you end up with these very like people who have very like broad but quite extreme views yes infighting is definitely part of it 
Yeah, bet. Also, like where where the line is drawn for what is vegan and what isn't. This is the other thing. I mean, I might assume that's a huge part of it. Like, if you're you you have to be holier than thou. If you're in the vegan group, how can you be even more vegan than all the other vegans? Like, obviously, the vegan in the vegetarian group is like cock of the walk or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, but what a great idea! Like. Oh, I'm not. I'm not really that good for the advanced level five vegan. But if I hang around all these vegetarians all day, I'm going to feel <laughs> yeah. great. Well, the sort of the the ultimate level is to be a fruitarian. A what? Well, because there's there's this, there's an argument that all organisms could potentially feel pain. So why should you be killing any organism in order to survive? What's left then? Fruit. Fruit is the only thing that is uh, actually produced in order to be eaten. So like berries and stuff, like that's how they move their seeds around. They're eaten by animals and then the seeds spread around. Oh, so that we shit out the seeds somewhere else. Yeah. So Well, are they doing that? <laughs> are they shitting out seeds somewhere else? Because if really, honestly, if we get down to it, they probably should be. Yeah. If they're going to be yeah. fruititarians, eat the berries... Let it digest in your body and then shit it out in a field somewhere. That that's the true counterculture. And, and the other thing, the other thing is like you end up in these all these bizarre twists and turns to logical conclusions. Imagine a uh nest of termites slowly eating I'm your house. It. What? <laughs> like termites in your walls or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. your beams and stuff. As a vegan, how do you deal with that problem? <laughs> Ask them politely <laughs> just, to leave. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing you can do. You just can't move house. I don't think they should be allowed in houses. <laughs> what, vegans or termites? Well, I'll, I'll let you decide on that one. Because, come on, right? In bricks and mortar, there, there must be some animal product. Exactly. You would, yeah. Is there such a thing? Are there such a thing as, like, vegan handymen, vegan builders? <laughs> Like vegan plumbers, like you won't you won't allow a meat eating uh, plumber to attend to your boiler, lest they use a uh, animal fat putty. <laughs> I never considered it. I'm just saying, you know, if you're gonna do it, do it right. <laughs> Shit out the seeds and get a vegan plumber on your boiler. But if you make any of these arguments to a wizened vegan, they will roll their eyes at you and. Uh, Engage you in a discussion for much longer. But. Yeah, I don't need that. Because they are right after all, <laughs> aren't they? Wow, well, so we talked a long time about not meat. Not uh, meat. <laughs> Shall we get back to meat meat? Yeah. Um, so we're moving on to my dispatch. So I decided to take on board a very, a very uh, special meat diet uh, for seven days. And during those seven days, I kept a diary just to see how I was going, how I felt. Um, and just to share with you, the listener, my experience of Soylent Greening. Okay, so it's January and cash is a little tight and people are trying to stay healthy. So it's a real opportunity to explore the wonderful protein-rich money saver that is self-cannibalization or soylent greening 
or just greening, as the kids are calling it. I really do predict that this year is going to be the year of self-cannibalization, and not just because the public health and social care infrastructure is crumbling in front of our eyes. It's a fun, cheap, damn it, free way to zhuzh up some of your favourite meals. So I'm going to keep an audio diary for seven days of silent greening. Wish me luck, guys! Day one. Ooh, I love chorizo. Wonderful, dense, bloody, fatty chorizo. But what if you're making a tapas dish and you don't have any chorizo? Fear not, for help is at hand. Or should I say, feet. Relieve your toes of their foot-digit duties and cook the damn things. Some may say that hacking off your toes, removing the nails and shaving their little toe beards is a bit much for a chorizo substitute. <laughs> but the rustic and homely toes a la tapas is an experience money literally cannot buy apart from on some dodgy parts of the internet. Day two. Day two, and wow, do I feel great. I feel in touch with myself. Uh, I feel clean, and yet my bowels are backed up to buggery, uh, just like I've always wanted. And I still... I still have six operational toes, so it's great. Day three. This year, you're going to hear a lot of things about self-cannibalization, but the one thing you're going to hear most about is eyelids. Yes, eyelids, flash-fried and mixed in with scrambled eggs, is going to become the fad, protein-heavy hipster brekkie of 2018. I just have to try it. You should too. But remember, you can only eat it twice. Day four. I think what is so great about Soylent Greening and what is going to really springboard a whole new market of kitchen utensils is that my skin and my brain have never felt better. The skin that I have left, that is. <laughs> and where some new wellness schemes seem tacky and cheap and brief and faddish and a bit crap, this one really will be causing you irreparable body modification. And where most diets don't really hold up against our most sacred of maxims, this one truly does. Literally, you are what you eat. Finally, you can make it so. Yes, this might be late capitalist narcissism, finally, literally, actually eating itself, but it's also cheap and stuff, and that's also super political, right? Day five. Okay, it's day five, and it's going well, but I think sometimes one can become a little bit over-familiar with one's own toe gristle. So how about changing it up a little bit? How about some hair soup? Shave hair from just about anywhere on your body and boil it in a sweat stock for two hours and you'll get an earthy, fragrant soup. <laughs> wow, who knew hair could make such an interesting broth?
day six. Hmm. I am starting to feel a little bit sluggish today. Uh, like maybe the idea of feeding oneself to oneself is not the wonderful cycle of life bringing life to life, but actually maybe that after a brief spell where I am me and me is within I, the cycle breaks when I crap myself out. Still, I have literally saved almost three pounds on the amount I would have spent on pancetta this week, and I still have two fingers left, so I think, all in all, I might be up. Day seven. I don't know, guys. Maybe self-harvesting is a bad idea. I've developed a real taste for it, and I'm running out of toes. So eating the toes of my loved ones has become the only option. But Soylent Greening, this free-thinking wellness movement, still has a lot of detractors, and my family have been very critical of my culinary amputation. Especially as my self-imposed digit loss has caused severe immobility and round-the-clock care, so they're unlikely to offer up their toes voluntarily. So I'm going to have to get them to part with their toes using creative means. I've taken into my employ a bent pedicurist who is willing to remove my loved one's toes during mock botched pedicures. I will say that this pedicurist is costing me upwards of £25 an hour. And that is really eating into my budget. But, but, but I need I need those toes. I, I, I need them. Okay guys, that was it. Seven days of Soylent Greening. It was great, I had a great time. You should try it yourself. Bye! There you go, Sam. Well, you've successfully made the most gruesome thing we've ever had. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Probably quite lighthearted, but no. I thought. I, I thought. Hey, we're coming back <laughs> six months off. Let's really go for it. <laughs> Let's really lead into something pretty gruesome. It does raise a question that if you uh, say you lost your leg at the knee, would I eat it? Yeah, it was just there, fresh. I mean, it's surely been done. It has been done. It must have been done. Eating, I mean, of eating, course it's been done. In, eating one's own limbs. But I imagine it would be in desperation and eaten raw rather than carefully prepared in a stir fry like I did <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of times this week. I did read once that human meat is uh, supposedly very stringy. Similar to pork in terms of cooking, but uh, very stringy and not very appetizing. And most like baboon meat. Really? Apparently. What's amazing about that fact is there's a, there's someone out there who's eaten baboon and human meat? <laughs> yeah, because baboon is already pretty off piste for meat as yeah. it goes. Yeah, human, you're what? off the cliff. Come to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 
so we've had you living as a vegan, me living as a Soylent Greener. <laughs> what have we got left? Well, Chris, I hope you're hungry after that one. Because we're going to have to do some cooking. In a what? communal bathroom first, we're going to do some actual cooking. What, genuine cooking? Yeah, like we're going to we're gonna have to heat some things up. Because I've brought some food. <laughs> <laughs> the way your arms were waving and your eyes were widening as though it was going to be some... I've brought some food, which is usually what you cook. <laughs> I'm just going to go get it. So, I live in Bristol, and Bristol is a very good place to be a vegan because, uh, amongst many other places, there isn't a vegan junk food restaurant. So, uh, I went there, and they sell some of the meats that they use, Mm. and uh, so, I have brought some meat from the vegan junk food place. I'm now excited. So, in my grab bag of tricks, let's see. Sam Bradley's meat bag. (laughs) First of all, we have Muhuit um, Speck. Oh, okay. So imitation German ham. Yeah. Speck, yeah? That's ham? Yeah, some uh, deli slices. Whoa, is it a weird colour? <laughs> Doesn't that look appetising, Chris? <laughs> it's uh, like creamy brown, like a, like a chestnut mushroom. Looks like a really big, like tenderised, flattened, chestnut mushroom doesn't it that might be what uh, well that might be what's in it yeah. right it does not look that appetizing guys it looks like fish diarrhea <laughs> next up we've got some sausages okay some, uh, okay they don't look too bad they're vegan country I sausages mean, so they're kind of a, a kind of orangey brown like what we have with normal uh hot dog kind of things uh, so we have some hot and spicy primal strips so this is a vegan Beef jerky substitute. Vegan I think is beef jerky. I think what's so remarkable <laughs> about that? It's like that's that's a niche meat eaters food. Well, that's the bizarre thing about all of this. Like, why don't you just not eat any of it? But and then the... I guess it's methadone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And then the thing I'm actually most excited about is vegan steak. Vegan steak. But this actually looks like it might be spicy all right. vegan organic steak. So, shall we go to the communal kitchen? Let's go to the communal kitchen. I have no idea how to cook these. Okay, we're back in the bathroom after venturing to the kitchen. To the kitchen, yep, that's so right. So, on the plate now, we have the vegan country sausage, uh, which I've heated in oil. Uh, the vegan steak, which came with some seasonings. Uh, that's mm, most, most of it's most fallen of it, off. Most of it's come off, yeah. The speck, which is supposedly a deli meat, so I've not cooked that at all. And the primal strip that is a beef jerky snack mushroom kind of thingy. So where shall we start? You know what? I'm I'm getting really positive vibes from the sausage. Okay. So I, I would like to leave that. All right. Actually. Yeah. Um, maybe let's go with the speck. Okay. Because that is by far the least appetizing <laughs> looking. Yeah. It looks like a deflated colostomy bag. That's full of sort of shit residue. Sam's just handed me my portion of it. It is a thin, slimy substance. It's speckled, sort of black. It's brown, and it's even got sort of a a, a fatty seam of lighter brown <laughs> along the edge. Let's have a taste. Oh, smoky! Straight away, getting a bit of smoke. 
You know what? That's not terrible. It's not terrible, is it? Very peppery. You can taste the mushrooms. Yeah. Definitely. It's like flattened peppered mushrooms. For what it looked like, not bad at all. It, I, I'm, I'm convinced that the right amount of spices and flavourings yeah. makes a pretty close meat flavouring. Or, yeah. or, just for hundreds and hundreds of years, we've used spi- particular spices with these meats yeah. and our brains have just like yeah, yeah. fused it together. But for what it looked like, that was alright. It looked terrible. But I mean, tastes fine. The platter that you presented uh, to me, Sam, does look like a variety of turds, <laughs> like different turds from different uh, bowel states. Uh, what next? So let's go for turd number two. <laughs> um, steak. I want to go with the steak. Yeah, the steak's quite a thick, dumpy turd. <laughs> It did have a lot of like, I don't know, was it like peppercorns and like a rain- rainbow peppercorn or something like that uh, around the edge of it. But was, as it was cooking, uh, it all came away. On the inside, it looks like there's nothing there. I don't know. It's, it's kind of fluffy, fluffy kind of dense. Almost like a, like a polenta yeah. or something like that. It's definitely not steak. It's not steak. It's nowhere near steak. It's nowhere near steak. No, it's fine. Uh, that wasn't. That was not bad at all. <coughs> I mean, very peppery. Of, yeah, again, <laughs> very peppery. Maybe they're just masking. They're just tricking us because we like pepper. I so. mean, the big thing that they're never going to get is the texture. The texture. Yeah. They're never going to get that right. No, primal strip or a sausage. Let's go with the primal strip, please. So that's the beef jerky imitation. Thing. Now, when we smelt this in the kitchen before, I did say to Sam, that smells like a pet shop. <laughs> um, it does it really smell like gerbils. Huh. Chris has furrowed his brow. Mm, that, for me, is the least successful experiment so far. I feel like I've had worse beef jerky than this. What actual beef? Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. I think when you've got like a a sweetness and a compactness and you're trying to create that kind of chewy texture of a beef jerky, you get pretty close to creating a sort of a caramel bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. weird. Yeah. I would give that to a gerbil. <laughs> it does smell like a pet shop. Okay, and the sausage. Uh, let's try the country sausage. Country sausage. Whoa. Um, tell you what, there's quite a few fibres in that middle bit. Just looks like lots of really hashed up leeks. It has the same sort of size and shape as a cheap, very cheap sausage. But they've done well. Like if you look in it, like yeah, you know when you look in a sausage and you can see the white bits and the pink bits and the bit of fatty bits, it's it's kind of like a good facsimile of that. But, but it's it, very hard on the outside for some reason. It is a bit. Weird. That might be in our fault, but. Now tell me this, Sam. Take another bite of that and tell me that isn't just bread. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm getting more flavours now, but the first bite, that was just like, there's not enough, there's not enough in there. It's got a very odd aftertaste. Disappointed by that. <laughs> <laughs> I that think was... I would say the speck <clears throat> and the steak 
probably the best ones. Yeah. It's disappointing that they're, they're okay. They're all fine. They're not great. They basically taste... You know, like, when you have... It's like the worst meat that you can get. Sort of tastes like that. It has that kind of texture. Like, really cheap sausages have that kind of very texture. They're, yeah. they're full of sawdust, yeah. is what you would say. Yeah. That's kind of what they taste like. The only downside to these is they were very expensive. <laughs> really? <laughs> what this makes me think of, though, is, like, what's the uh, what's the context? What's the housing? What's the situation for these items in a meal? You're not going to make a toad in the hole for your sausage. It's got egg on it. Or can oh, you yeah. get toad in the hole batter? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, this is Rashford's problems. You can't. You couldn't have a gravy with your sausages. You could have a vegetable gravy. You could have a vegetable gravy. That's not so bad. Sorry, I'm trying. Maybe I'm trying to pick holes where there isn't any. Now. They suggested with the spec to serve it as an antipasti, so you could have, you know, some tomatoes and some uh, rocket. I would suggest if they're wanting to market it as a antipasti sort of thing, because that's so intertwined with rich, colourful Italian life. Don't make it shit brown. <laughs> really, really brown. Don't make it shit brown. Just put a, I don't know, just put some colouring in there. Can they do colouring? Colouring? Can you go vegan colouring? I think so. Must be able to. Must be able to. Skit- Skittles. Quick rundown of secretly vegan items. <laughs> Skittles, but not special edition Skittles. They're everyday skills. Apparently they're vegan. Hobnobs. We've been eating hobnobs all day. Yep. Hobnobs are vegan. Oreos. Also vegan. I think either bourbons or custard creams. I think it's bourbons. There's a lot of, quote-unquote, secretly vegan things. Oh, a lot of dark chocolate. Once you get above 70%, that's usually vegan. Vegan ice cream. If you ever get the opportunity to have vegan ice cream, have it, because it's amazing. My other hot tip for aspiring vegans out there is if you're going to have hot chocolate, you should just use coconut milk, because it makes it better than cow's milk, in my opinion. The other vegan tip, which I stand by, which I mentioned before, do not eat vegan cheese, because it is awful. Every we have I have tried. Chris, I went to VegFest. They were giving away vegan vegan cheese all over the place. I've been to VegFest. I've been to VegFest. I Veg know Fest. what I'm talking I about. I tried five different vegan cheeses. Sally has bought probably five more, and they're all terrible. So it's all very well and good, Sam, giving me all this uh, wonderful sort of smug uh, vegan advice, <laughs> and the listeners, of course. But I want to get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, with regards to your vegan diet, how much better does your skin feel? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Do you think you feel better generally due to a cleaner, healthier diet? Or does this boosted well-being come from a smug moral superiority to us base turkey twizzler plebs? I feel exactly the same, but... Uh... So, a smug moral superiority. Yeah, so only the smug's moral superiority. Okay. And finally, how are your poos? Um, Chris, they're exactly the same. <laughs> Three big cues about Sam's poos. How would you describe your poos previously? Um, reasonably healthy. Always have been. Uh, I'm always very surprised if they're not. Uh, if you look at that stool scale, they're generally... We're going to look at that stool <laughs> scale. The Bristol stool chart. Here we go. Googling something whilst they're on the podcast. It's like fucking reply all over here. <laughs> Are you Sam Bradley? Type one, separate, hard lumps. Type two, lumpy and sausage-like. Type three, a sausage shape with cracks in the surface. Type four, 
like a smooth, soft sausage <laughs> or snake. <laughs> Type 5, soft blobs with clear-cut edges. Type 6, mushy consistency with ragged edges. Type 7, liquid consistency with no solid pieces. Where would you rank from one being the hardest and seven being the liquidest? I think I'm generally in the uh, solid shape with cracks in it through to the snake. Oh, so you're between three and four, which yeah. is the two exactly normal. So, ones. yeah. So how would you describe your poos previous to your vegan diet? Usually uh, the same as what I would say. And so a sausage shape with cracks in the surface or like a smooth soft sausage or snake. Yeah, and they're rarely a number one. That was Christmas was a, a number one sort of situation. So you were sort of you've been you were type three four then, you type three four now. Yeah. I, fin- finally if I can ask you, Sam, what poos do you hope for in the future? <laughs> I just hope for them to stay the same, really. Type three, type four. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good Wonderful. satisfying to <laughs> Like a smooth, soft sausage or a snake. But this is the whole. (laughs) This is the whole thing. I feel exactly the same. People like, oh, don't you feel much better? Don't you seem have more energy? Feel like has clearer skin? I'm like, no, I have all the same problems as I had before, and uh, I have all the same normals as I had before. Twenty days, Sam. So maybe, maybe it's been a hard, it's been a long and hard road. My journey of veganism. Chris, I hope I've been an inspiration for you and the listeners. You're always an inspiration to me. Well, thank what, you. With those stools? Jeez. <laughs> Christ. I can only dream. I can only dream of that. So, um, <laughs> well done to everybody for listening. Uh, well done well done to Sam for giving up meat. Well done to me for managing to complete an entire podcast recording without any arms and legs. <laughs> because I ate them all. If you've listened to this podcast, you can listen to the rest of them uh, at our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom. We also have a website with all the show notes of the episodes and a bunch more other it's stuff. Communalbathroom.com. It is communalbathroom.com. I checked yeah, on it the other day. It we've seems, not done this in a long time. quite happy. Oh, we have a Facebook page if you want to stay updated to see if one of these comes out in the future. Um, I'm on Instagram at srbradley. I'm on Instagram at Spine Trolley. It's been wonderful to be here with you, Sam, wallowing in the bath once again. Yeah. Um, and it's been wonderful to have your ears, listeners. So we'll see you next time. And don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye, bathers! Bye, bathers! Bye, bathers.